Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Wow, I've been waiting for this show for a number of weeks. I love what's about to happen at the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Everybody that watches the show knows that my wife and I love the arts. We support the arts. We love everything about it. We're so happy that people are going out again, getting into all of the theaters and checking all of the wonderful things that are out there today from the orchestra to the ballet to off-Broadway, on-Broadway, all the plays, all the great stuff that's happening all the way down from the high school level all the way, of course, to the professional level. So I went through the Rolodex and I've invited the husband and wife team of Red Curtain Addicts. It's Carrie Links Cummins and, of course, Parker Cummins, and they are the CEO and co-founder, respectively, and the president and co-founder of Red Curtain Addicts. And they have built an amazing platform. And if you love the arts, if you love to search for events, concerts, artists, and much, much more curated for your particular tastes, well, Red Curtain Addicts is the right place to go. We're going to get all into it because it's such an amazing entrepreneurial story and what they're doing so fascinating. Carrie, I'll start with you. Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Thank you, Andy. It's good to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you today. And I'm so excited to have you both on the show. Parker, congratulations for you know putting together with Carrie such an amazing platform. And I'd like to welcome you to the show as well. Thank you. Thank you for this. I appreciate the, appreciate the opportunity. All right, let's go, Carrie. Let's do what we always like to do at the beginning of the show. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet and tell us about Red Curtain Addicts. Yeah, so Red Curtain Addict was created for audiences to easily discover, learn, and go to the arts that they love. Um, you know, there's a lot of different websites out there. There's so many arts, like you mentioned, Andy, and it can be overwhelming. And so when we really looked at how can we really solve the gap between the audiences and the arts, it was really that discovery process. So we wanted to create a website so that you can easily search across genre. You didn't have to go to ballet.com, symphony.com, opera.com. It's right in one place. And then on top of that, if you don't know what to search for, it's there's no problem with that. We actually wanted to curate a technology that provides recommendations for you based on your personal interest. So you can take a quiz, we find out about you first, and then we suggest something to go to versus you being like, ah, there's a hundred to go to, I'm overwhelmed, I'm just not gonna go. We don't want that to happen. Um, so we're really kind of bringing the arts to that technology speed that everybody's gotten used to. 
Gary, it's so smart. You know, the platform is so intuitive. I've been on it myself, and it's just so interesting the way you and Parker have put together this platform. Of course, Kerry, you have an amazing background in the arts yourself, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But Parker, you know, your background really has to do with sort of the technology and entrepreneurial sort of focus. So, you know, you bring some some amazing business acumen to the business, of course, along with Kerry. Parker, when you think about the platform and building the platform, what was the sort of thing that you were saying to yourself? You know, if I can pull this off, this is going to make it a great experience for our clients. It's a great question uh, for me. I think, you know, it was actually hard to kind of pinpoint what that was up front. And the reason is that, honestly, as we started looking, I guess, behind the curtain underneath, you know, the stage, a little bit of what's uh, what needs to be fixed, if you will, or where we can help. There's frankly a lot of opportunity um, in that. You know, do we look at the arts organization standpoint? Do we look at the artist side? Do we look at the staffing internally, or do we look from the consumer lens? And so I think from us, from conception, we were like, how do, how does this start? What are we really trying to solve? And we went back and forth with our advisors and board to really figure out, hey, are we solving the the consumer side first, or are we looking to solve the arts organization side first? And I think for us, it, the clear hole was we want to f- make sure audiences have that ease of use first as a starting point, because without the audiences going to the arts, there are no arts. And so I think that's the, the first obvious choice, but it took a while to get there because again, there's a lot of opportunity to help um, this, this uh, arts organization and this, this industry as a whole uh, level up to the next generation. So I love it, Parker. It really makes all the sense in the world. I come on the platform, I can take a quiz, and then all of a sudden you start sort of feeding me things that the platform and the technology and the AI believe that I'm going to like and love. And of course, I'm going to because I'm passionate about the arts. And and it really really makes so much sense. Now, Carrie, one thing that's very interesting in researching for this episode today is you and Parker get to actually fly around and go to opening events and you get to, you know, be invited on the red carpet and you get to see all these wonderful shows and everything. Is that one of the perks of also, you know, having this red curtain addicts? Because that sounds like a phenomenal perk for <laughs> running the business. I know it's awful, right? <laughs> uh, no, it's been fantastic. Uh, you know, and I've been going to the arts for years and years and years. And what really connected me to the arts is the people. And when I was seeing how sometimes programming was advertised, I thought they missed the people part. Wait, wait, let's talk about that artist on stage. How did he get here? Did you know it took this or that? Or did you know he had all the odds against him, but he still pursued his dream? No matter your profession, that can be so inspiring. And so that is really what this idea of red curtain that's encompassing all the arts in the attic, which is me and so many others that are addicted to these arts. I want to show you behind the curtain of how this comes together, because the more you understand something, the more you value it. And that's really what we're trying to solve here at Red Carnatic is, yes, we get to go to the, all these really great galas and, and shows, but it's not about this pizzazz or any of that. Of course, it's always fun, but it's really about getting down to the root of why this piece was created. Why should you care and why is it worth your time? And that's really why we have traveled to give you that insight. I love it, Carrie. It's so deep. You know, when you go to a show, you don't really understand what's going on behind the show. You don't understand the trials and tribulations of getting a show up and running. You don't understand sometimes the trials and tribulations of the star or the supporting cast and what it takes to put this together, whether it's an orchestra or a play 
or something else. Now, Parker, you know, when we think about the platform, when people are done using, you know, Red Curtain, and they're never going to be done because once you get going, you know, you're going to continue with it. But once they're done with the first interface, what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to understand about what Red Curtain can provide to them in their lives? I like that. I think number one is discoverability. Can you find what you're looking for with these? Like, can we solve that problem and make it easy? Now, yes, we can spit out recommendations like Netflix does based on the shows that you're interested in watching, right? Or based off of the shows you've previously watched, but it doesn't stop there. There's so much, there's so much new art happening all the time that honestly, the whole time we were building this AI and this algorithm to be able to, you know, filter events based off of recommendations, we've been having this internal dialogue about how do we want this platform to hinder people from discovering new things, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you look at the, the world of the connected web and, the, and unfortunately the way some of these big uh, social networks work and, and, and sometimes you get siloed in a content bubble and mm-hmm. we're trying to break that. So yes, we want to recommend things based off interest points as a starting point, but there's so much more to discover. So keep coming to the platform, use it. I mean, it's free. So we're, we just want this to be a tool for you to, to find your arts easier and then ultimately find your community. So I think the next version of where this evolves to is, not just a, a way to find events with ease and, and discover things and get recommended things, but ultimately commu- uh, connecting with a community of people that I think share the same values and want to experience arts together. So That's beautiful. Parker, I'd like to stay with you for a minute. So let's just say that I uh, have a, uh, a small theater in a small town and I have a play that I'm putting on. Can I connect into your system and reach out through the system and sort of put my play up, whether, you know, I might be in a small town, but I want people to know about my, my wonderful play that we're putting on in, in the town. Yeah, absolutely. So right now it's freemium from both sides. So users can join for free and, and get the full experience and same with arts organizations. Our goal is really to, to remove that barrier of entry or that friction point of a pay to play model just to make it easy. Cause again, there are those, off-off-Broadway shows or those chamber groups or these ensembles that need the exposure, need the help, and we don't want to hinder that. Now, today we started with eight cities in the launch, which is amazing, and, and so we could have a lot of dense uh, events to be shown for, for the platform, but that doesn't mean that somebody like Des Moines, Iowa can't, you know, list their events today, and, you know, over time we'll build up that uh, that season or that city's repertoire, if you will, mm-hmm. for, for to pull an art term. Yeah, and Parker <laughs> and I both come from smaller cities, right? And so the, those, those people, places are just as important as the busy and popular ones. And I think that's really what this is. The connection point is, is the heartbeat of a city is the culture. And let's really focus in on that and help you find it. Because let's just say we travel to a smaller city or a bigger city. We aren't local there. So how do we get plugged in? What's your art scene? I want to know what you're all about. That really also is not just for you locally, but people are traveling to your city. We want them to plug them in and really globalize local arts. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, Carrie. And I also can see this, you know, moving into a worldwide footprint. You know, if I'm going to travel and I go to a city or I go to a country and I'm there for a few days and I love the arts or I want to see what's happening. I mean, what better way than to, you know, ultimately and eventually log into Red Curtain, pull it up on my phone, press a few buttons. And there I can see things that are curated for me that I love. Maybe there's a concert going on with a symphony or something else that I didn't even know about. And it just gets fed to me through the app and through the system. So it makes all the sense in the world. I love that so much. Now, Carrie. You're an artist in your own right. So what are some of the challenges that 
artists have, you know, when they're when they're part of a symphony or part of a play, you know, what are some of the sort of the secret behind the scenes things that are happening with the artists, you know, because I think, you know, they have their life, they're going through ebbs and flows of their life like everybody else. But when they hit that stage, man, they have to be on. So what's that all about? And how does all that work? Oh, man, great question. You know, I've gotten the opportunity to meet so many artists and have been so inspired by them. And just like you mentioned, it is a very challenging path to go after that dream. There's so many people that want to play that violin or that so many people that want that position on a Broadway stage. And so the persistence and, you know, that dedication to your dream is something that I'm honestly addicted to being around. I want to be around that. And so where I found the majority of that existing was actually in the arts. And so I think the difficulty is that because there's so many, you know, art organizations have a specific story they need to tell to sell tickets, right? And that is great. It's working. People can come. But I want to give that additional layer of, okay, here's what that person's story is, um, because everybody deserves a spotlight. No matter if you are the last year violin or the first year violin, I am interested in you. We are interested in you because you are what brings that sparkle to a city. You're that moment when I go in to see a, a theater or performance that takes me away because you decided to be 100%. So I'm 100%. And so that, that connection that audiences and people on the stage have has just always been something that I have craved. And so being an artist, you know, I'm an oboist and have played in symphonies myself. And I decided, God, there's so many people around me that are fantastic, but nobody's talking about them. How do I, I'm going to set my oboe down and I'm going to take this different path. I don't know what it's going to be because I am from music and I'm not used to speaking in public, but I'm going to do it because they deserve this spotlight. And so that's really where this, I, this idea of Red Kronetic came um, about. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love pulling the curtain back and seeing behind the scenes. I mean, there's so many times when I go to the orchestra or I go to a play or I, I see something, whether it's off Broadway or on Broadway, and I'm saying to myself, you know, this is an amazing you know, performer, but what's behind the curtain? What's behind the scenes? What's that person's story? You know, it's so interesting to be able to pull that curtain back. And I know you're moving in that direction. I think that is going to resonate for so many audience members and so many people like me that just love the arts. Now, Parker, when we think about it, you know, I'm saying to myself, let's say there's a, a small band that's, you know, a rock band or, a, you know, a folk band or a pop band or a country band. I mean, you name it, or, you know, EDM, uh, EDM band. Are they go also going to be able to join the platform? And how, how do you envision all that happening with Red Curtain Addicts? You know, that's a great question. I think, I think end goal, maybe, you know, we'll see, time will tell. I think right now we had to be very verticalized in our approach, staying with the, the benchmark performing arts, which is, you know, Broadway, opera, symphony, jazz, and dance, kind of ballet stuff. And, and the reason for that is because, um, you know, that's what carries background. And frankly, that's, the, I think, the biggest opportunity. If you, if you go search a city for events, there's, there's a lot of tools out there that can help you find things, uh, no doubt. But a lot of the things that they're put, pointing to are the big headliners, you know, mm -hmm. the the Lady Gaga's of the world um, that are performing in Vegas. And listen, all we listen, we all want to go to Gaga and hang out. Like that's probably a great night, but there's a whole bunch of people that don't have that same visibility, advertising dollars footprint that we're trying to help kind of normalize, if you will. And I think, I think our goal as a company is to standardize the arts going experience on the consumer side, 
which standardizes the way people can find and navigate them and then ultimately globalize local arts carry mentioned. So I think right now, sticking to our five benchmarks, and then uh, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I love it, Parker. And for the entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind what Parker just said, because that's a great way to focus in. And as an entrepreneur, it's sometimes so easy to start getting scatterbrained. But when you focus in on sort of your sweet spot and you focus in at the beginning on things that really matter and you focus on big market segments that have an opportunity to help you scale quickly. That's always a great idea, Parker. So congratulations. She taught me that, by the way. That's a Carrieism. I love it. I love it. Well, Carrie and Parker, congratulations to both of you. Now, Carrie, you play the oboe, right? Yes, I do. And I would imagine throughout the years, you know, you didn't start off being an amazing player. You started off, you know, stepping over your notes and not doing very well. But there's an entrepreneurial story here because young entrepreneurs and startup entrepreneurs, they also kind of step on themselves a little bit and they kind of learn as they go. What type of um, lessons can you take from learning a musical instrument that you've been able to put into your entrepreneurial journey here with Parker at Red Curtain Addicts? That's a great question. You know, you won't be good at something unless you practice it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. So today I think we're used to, hey, if I want to know something, I just quickly search it, or I just want to be an expert tomorrow and I want to do this. There's all these packages available. But being an instrumentalist, it takes time. You have to give yourself that space to evolve. And it's up to you to decide if you want to quit or keep going. And there's also these different moments that people will say, ah, oh, you don't deserve that first chair, but you know you want, you want it. So you don't just stop because you lost that audition. You keep going. And I think that persistency has always stayed with me because I'll tell you, Red Carnatic has also had those barriers. People told me, no, it won't work. Uh, it's too big. Uh, it's nobody really interested in this. Nobody wants that. But when I went to people who actually were in the arts and the musicians or the people at the art organizations, they said, oh my God, that would be so crazy, but no one could do that. And so it's like, wait a minute, but if I just stick with it, if I just keep going, then it will become its own thing. And if I'm, again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not into it hundred percent, then who would be? And so no matter kind of these closed doors, it's really that continuation of your belief in yourself and the idea and knowing that it's not just about you, honestly, <laughs> it's really about the greater goal that you're trying to achieve, which if you go back to the instrumentalist part, it's not about just your one note, you fit within an orchestra. So it's about being really good at that but then, you know, really finding that sound to make something great. And so we've had great partners in this team. It's not just me and Parker. Yes, we're talking to you today, but it's taken a lot of different people to help us think through this. Advisors, mentors, um, people in our team from a, a tech perspective as well. Um, but yeah, I would say that the goal is just to stick with it. It's not going to come overnight. It won't. Just like an instrumentalist, you won't be a fantastic concert master. It will take years. And sometimes that's okay. <laughs> I love it, Carrie. I mean, it's so great. And, and that resonates for me as an entrepreneur. And I know it's going to resonate for the other entrepreneurs watching the show. You know, rewind what Carrie just said, because it's so interesting. And Carrie, I know you're a singer as well. You're very involved on so many boards. You're really sort of like this artistic, glowing type of a person, and you bring that sort of to the system. And now we've got Parker, 
your husband, you know, he's a technologist. He's worked at amazing companies. I mean, his background and experience in building technology platforms is really remarkable. So Parker, let me ask you a question. When a technologist gets in the same room as an artist, you know, what does that sort of that dynamic feel like as a, as a technology platform builder and sort, sort of the entrepreneurial technologist of the, of the partnership? Mm, that's a great question magic uh, in simple forms because to Carrie's point earlier they're one and the same um, if you look at any amazing platform that's ever been built it's art it's design it's thought it's project management it's it's assembling an orchestra it's literally what a conductor does on stage when he's pulling together she's pulling together their the, the, you know the musicians and they want a certain sound right like it takes a team it takes a village and if anything I've learned in, in my journey in business and entrepreneurship and tech is that there's so many great people out there. You got to find what people are good at, put them, you know, put them, give them the same marching orders as everybody else. So we know the common goal, but then let them shine. And that's what, that's what happens. And so Carrie being an artist and a very savvy businesswoman herself, and then me coming in with my experience in business and the, and the drive to help. I think that marriage is perfect in this because I don't, I didn't know anything about arts prior to Carrie. I, I'm not an arts person per se. Like, yes, I love, I love all talent. So I appreciate all performances and I appreciate anybody doing their best version of themselves. But I didn't know what art was until Carrie kind of threw me off the deep end and, and we were going to more symphonies and we were movies, which was new to me. And, but then, but then she also created the condition where I was safe to ask uncomfortable questions, you know, because I'm not a novice. I'm young in the arts. I don't know how to ask these certain questions. Um, like what's a concert master? Why, what is a first chair violin? I don't even know, you know, and, and those questions could be scary for some people to ask if you're not around the right company, but that's the whole point of Red Curtain Attic is we, listen, everybody's welcome. We want everybody to come to the party, whether you're great at knowing arts and you're very deep or you're, you're new because there's no dumb question. Everybody started somewhere, whether it was your grandparents mm -hmm. or parents pulling you to a theater, or it was you taking a leap of faith to come with Red Curtain Attic on your first ever adventure. Like that's it, but that's business too. It takes a stepping point and, and you have to say yes and go for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it, Parker. What a great answer. You said it's magic. I mean, one word right there. It's so unbelievable. Now, Carrie, you and Parker have built an amazing team. I mean, you've got people on the board of advisors already and people that work at Red Curtain Addicts that are really top-notch, world-class leaders and really smart people that are helping you on this journey. When you and Parker think about bringing somebody onto the team, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Great question. I think it's, it is obviously, do you have a passion for the arts? Number one, do you believe and are you in line with our, our mission to make the arts accessible for anyone and everyone? Are you behind that? And then let's talk about your skills. I honestly think it's a passion first because if it was just my skills, I would have been terrible and it probably wouldn't have worked out. But my passion, you can you obviously kind of see it on the screen here, is that it's kept this alive. It's really kept it going. And so when I, you know, in, in, in the company of those that are just as passionate about this idea as me, and we really put our heads together, like Parker comes from a different background than I, but we had this really like, let's do it. That's really kind of put us together. And so, yes, people from the music world, great. Doesn't necessarily need to be from the music background. <clears throat> Hence, Parker, it, there's so many different talents. And quite frankly, I really want a diverse team. 
people who have know everything about the arts, the people like I'm new, but I'm interested, but I really like your vision. Perfect. (laughs) Um, We want people from all different walks because that really, that's really what makes a a company so dynamic is it comes from those different come from those different perspectives that from a tech side to a branding side, to a communication of how we talk to our community. Um, it, It really is empowering to just talk to multiple different types of people from different backgrounds. I love it. Now I'm going to ask a question to Parker. Maybe I possibly would want to ask Carrie, but I'm going to put Parker on the spot here a little bit because, you know, I recently interviewed Levy Shemtov, who's the executive director of an organization called the Friendship Circle And they do great work with special needs children. And one thing that they recently opened up was a soul studio where special needs children and special needs people go in and they make art. They they make beautiful art. And it's just so eye-opening to see autistic children, autistic adults uh, come in and they, they form art and they, you know, they do paintings and they do sculpture and everything else. It's just gorgeous. I mean, it's really, really incredible. And the the people get a great experience from that. Parker, when we think about the arts and we think about, you know, all the wonderful things that are out there, how do you feel the arts can sort of change the world? How can arts make a positive impact in the world that we live in? What things can arts do to make people uplifted in a meaningful way to make our world a better place? I think, great question. I think it's ultimately what arts can't do, right? Because they're, they, they, we, they can do so much on stage. I mean, you have a captive audience for a finite amount of time to tell whatever story you want to tell, mm-hmm. to change the world's perceptions, the world's minds, the, world, the world's point of views on how they see a certain topic or genre or category or whatever it may be the the voice is so clear and they have that you know that time that where that authentic communications that one-to-one communication can happen in real time so all i can ask answer your question is is if i stand in my own shoes and what the arts have done for me i've learned to appreciate people differently because when i see someone on stage in that moment performing whether it be a violin or an opera singer or whatever it may be I am seeing that person's, and I said this earlier, best version of themselves in that moment. And that's why I like live art. They're like something's digital is phenomenal and we can go there and, and there's a lot to talk about there, but like live art, you'll never see that same performance again. You may see the next night's similar performance, but in that moment, that's the last time you'll ever see that. And so to me, what an opportunity to connect with an audience and, and change their perception of whatever you're looking to do or tell that story in a way that uh, resonates with that audience. And I think, if I'm honest, the world right now, we need more change. We need, I mean, it's happening. Everybody's asking for uh, to be heard. Everybody's asking for their, their chance to be fair. Like, there's so much going on. And I love that time we're in as, as, a, as a populace. I love where we're at. And I think arts can be a great catalyst to drive that change forward even further. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I think, that's why I love what we do, mm-hmm. you know, because we want to so, help. We just want to help. Yep. It's so powerful, Parker, coming from you, you know, what you're doing with the platform. Now, Carrie, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a question that I normally would ask Parker, but I have to sort of turn the tables a little bit. So, so Carrie, when you think about the technology platform coming from your artistic background, what bell and whistle or what addition to the technology platform are you envisioning in short order to make the Red Curtain Addicts platform even better? Great question. I, you know, 
The tech is such a great way to fast forward or really speed up how people find or and, uh, experience the arts. So what we've done now is, you know, you can search across genre, like we mentioned, you can have preferences. But again, the other part that I mentioned is that spotlight. And if you think about ESPN, it is a world of sports. Well, I want to create that world of arts. And a lot of times when you think about the team, you don't just think about the city. You think about the player. You get behind them. You want to know their stories. And so our next layer of that is to really enable artists to create their own pages so that a consumer or user can then follow that page and say, hey, is so-and-so in town? What, you know, this person's on my program. Who is he or she? Let me look it up on Red Curtain Addict. And it gives that, that really great, easy way to find about the person's stories. The next evolution of this is the community. Um, I come from an influencer marketing background. I know how empowering it can be to have a great group of people around a brand and a brand is only as big as its community. And that's really what we want to do with Red Cranatics is, all right, we want you to connect to the arts. Step one, we want you to connect to the artists. Step, step two, but then we want you to connect with someone like you or maybe someone that's going to challenge the status quo or your opinion a little bit, and you want to have that dialogue, then we're going to then talk about how they can connect with other art enthusiasts. So it's really this layer of this world that we envision that's uh, around the arts uh, globally. I love it. You know, this is such an exciting show, and I know you've only sliced out a certain amount of time for me today. I know you're just so busy building this platform to hyper growth, you know, levels. And Parker, of course, you've You've in your career have have built a lot of platforms for hyper revenue growth and hyper growth themselves. So congratulations on your background and experience that have led you to this. Parker, when we think about a husband and wife team, you know, and building a business, you know, one thing that comes to mind is, is what percent of the time (laughs) as a husband and wife team are talking about thinking about you know, discussing and, and sort of putting your hands together and, you know, working to, to make red cart curtain even better. What percent of your time as a married couple are, are, are put toward the red curtain addicts? Because most people don't work with their wife or their husband to build a, a company like this. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm, uh, I'm a hundred percent always thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> it's whether or not I open my mouth at certain points or not, I think is the right question. Um, no, I think, I think you have to find that balance and, and we've had to in this uh, relationship as well, because uh, marriage comes first. We, we got married before Red Curtain Addicts. Uh, mm-hmm. We found each other before this. So that's number one. Um, that said, we also have big dreams to, to make this thing come to life and help a lot of people. Um, but that said, we also need to take time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we moved up, you know, to wine country in, in the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, we definitely made sure we get to go wine tasting on the weekends and, and live life. Because if you don't, I'll tell you, and this is for the entrepreneurs out there, the burnout factor is real. You ha- this is a passion play and the passion will get you far. Grit will get you further. So passion and grit are equally as important. Um, but knowing when to say, you know what, I can't get to everything and that's okay. And, and, and the timeline's never going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're never going to get it done in the fa- as fast as you want. Like there's yeah. never going to be enough time in the day to handle it. But but as long as you're taking steps daily, if you can check off boxes that you've moved the needle forward daily, then then take that time to rest and then connect yeah. as you need to. So. And then just to quickly add to that is that we've physically said to each other, this is you and me time. Like we almost have to say that to just set the expectations like 
Ray Kernak is absolutely something that we both are passionate about. But today or on this walk tonight or on this, you know, we go on walks a lot because that's what you do in COVID, right? And you say, and we say, no Ray Kernak chat, just let's chat about something else. And, and that's what you want, right? As, even from a coworker perspective, not even husband and wife, but yeah. sometimes it's better to connect with someone on a personal level anyways, because it makes it like, okay, I got to con- disconnect from that for a minute. And so we, yeah, we've definitely made it a point to continue, you know, connecting personally and then obviously professionally. It's <laughs> so awesome. I mean, Carrie and Parker, congratulations on what you're doing at Red Curtain Addicts. It's so inspiring. It's so interesting. You know, your entrepreneurial journey together is remarkable. And then your individual journeys that brought you together to start building this is also a remarkable story. You know, Carrie, you know, you've got a great entrepreneurial business background as well, but you came from the arts. And of course, Parker comes from technology and platform building and hyper growth building. And you've come together in this very, very sweet spot. And like, like Parker says, you know, it's been magic. And that's just awesome to hear uh, with regard to what you're doing. Your passion for the arts comes through. Uh, of course, Parker, you're learning more about the arts uh, from Carrie every single day. And, and I'm sure Carrie's learning from you as well, Parker. So it's a beautiful story, not only a beautiful love story, but a beautiful business story as well. And, and uh, I wanted to thank you both so much for coming on the show and not only bringing us behind the curtain, if you will, to tell us what's happening at Red Curtain with your focused uh, approach right now to the to the eight or nine cities that you're focusing in with the certain genres that you're focusing in, but also letting us inside what the future will bring for Red Curtain Addicts. And then, of course, sharing with the audience what it's like to build an amazing platform with someone you love in a in a in a in a wonderful marriage. So it's just been a complete bow, really interesting. We're going to support Red Curtain as much as we can because the arts really can drive so many amazing things in the world. The team you've put together, absolutely remarkable, world-class. Carrie and Parker, thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thank, thank you, for you your time. Andy. It's yeah. been a pleasure. We've really enjoyed the conversation.